know. <laughs> <laughs> I barely do it the first time. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Red Your Public Library's official podcast, part of the story. I'm Sage Black. And I'm Claire Brown. And today we are welcoming Sarah Gerardin, a speech language pathologist who works mainly with seniors and is raising two little readers of her own. So welcome Sarah to the podcast. Hi, I'm really excited <laughs> to be here. So I guess we'll start first with the idea of raising readers. So you have two children. If you'd like to introduce them. Yeah. So my son Felix is eight. He's in grade three, and my daughter Madeline is five, and she's in kindergarten, and they're both in French immersion. Oh, French immersion. I was in French immersion. I loved it. It was so much fun. I was in late French immersion. I didn't I didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in French immersion myself, and my husband was actually, uh, French was his first language, so he oh, went to a francophone okay. school back in Manitoba. Oh, he's from Manitoba also. We, yeah, we, yeah. Both. Oh, see, because I knew you were, but I didn't mm-hmm. know yeah. that your husband was also. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then how did you end up in Red Deer? Well, that's a long story. <laughs> After we got married, we moved to Toronto where my husband did his grad school. And then when we decided to start a family, and it happened quite quickly, and we don't maybe need to talk about this. Um, anyways, we um, needed, my husband needed full-time work, and in Ontario, everyone had a master's degree, so uh, it wasn't was special a or, lot harder yeah. to find. Yeah. And so we he started looking other places, and we got an offer out here in Red Deer. So how random. Here like going from like a like Toronto's huge. It was very big, yeah. We really enjoyed it. I never thought that I wanted to even visit Toronto, but we absolutely loved it. We were actually quite sad to leave. Yeah. But we're from Winnipeg originally and I had gone to school um in North Dakota in Minnesota in smaller oh, towns. Wow. I had no idea. <laughs> oh yeah, so I did my undergrad <laughs> degree in communication sciences and disorders at the University of North Dakota in Grand so Forks. Cool. And then I did my masters in speech language pathology in Moorhead, Minnesota, which is like right across the river from Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, wow. Which both of those Grand Forks is two hours south of Winnipeg and then Fargo three hours south, so it was quite close. Oh, it's it seems further in my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. From Winnipeg. Like yes. across the yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. No. Okay. So those, Fargo especially, is very similar in size um, to Red Deer. Oh, okay. So, I mean, Red Deer compared to Toronto, yes, a huge difference, but... But Red Deer to Fargo is nothing. And Fargo. I love that show. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, and then, I mean, being from Winnipeg, like the cold winters and mosquitoes in the summer, I mean, that's... You're fine with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's your day. (laughs) Yeah. So how do, like... How do you raise readers? How does the library fit into your modern life? Right. People are busy. Yeah. So I remember going to the library from when I was very, very young. I remember coming out of school and going straight to the library with my mom. Magic. Right. <laughs> um, so when we moved to Red Deer, I was pregnant with Felix and I didn't really know anybody. And I started coming to the library just for myself because I've always been reading. And Almost right after he was born, I started coming to the Baby Times program at the oh, downtown ranch nice. with Miss Rochelle. Yeah. I can't she still does it. Yeah, yeah I can't awesome. call her Rochelle, even yeah. though I feel like we're friends now and I see her it's all the time. It's, Rochelle. it's Miss Rochelle. <laughs> so since Felix was, well, probably a, maybe not even a month old. Nah, maybe a month old. Anyways, so there's a lot of people in my life now who I've met and become friends with, and that's how I... Oh, kind of got my job time. was yes. through the baby times. Oh, that's, yeah. that's so nice. Yeah, so we've been coming to the library since yeah, 
since always. Since always and yeah. so raising readers, I mean, number one, you read to your kids. I love to read. I can yeah. I can picture myself in Toronto when I found out that I was pregnant going to the bookstore to specifically buy to books. Like, <laughs> yeah. I bought the Teddy Bears Picnic and I bought the book Little P. I think it was Amy Krauss Rosen. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, there's like Little P, um, Little Hoot. Oh. oh, there's another little one too. I have the set of three at home. Anyways, so like most people are out <clears throat> buying like cute little clothes or whatever. You're like bookstore, bookstore. Yeah, first stop. First stop. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Um, so yeah, so I've been reading with him and then with Madeline since they were born. That's just it's what I do. It's what I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so f- reading to your kids always from the moment they are born. It might seem silly, but it's so important. It's how just, they get used to books, mm-hmm. story, language. Absolutely, and just yeah. the important time that you spend together reading those books, even when it's that same book over and <laughs> over and over and over, yeah. there's so much um, that they're gaining from that, from those reading experiences. So yeah, first and foremost is just reading to your kids. Um, even once my son has started to read himself, I still read to him. You still have those times together. Absolutely. Yeah. It's harder to find the time especially when he's doing his own reading mm. and then now my daughter Madeline is really into audiobooks I Ooh. noticed <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. so um she's just been devouring them she listened to seven audiobooks yesterday that's crazy well, she I love that busy yeah. doing other things yeah Headphones in, just going about her little day. <laughs> Absolutely. We use the Libby app mm-hmm. yeah, on our Kindle Fire tablets and just sign in with a library card and she goes through with me and picks out what she wants to listen to. Oh, that's awesome. And my son and I have done that. He's done that in the past before too. And see more. No, right now he is very much into reading the Diary of a Wimpy Kid okay. series. Majorly. <laughs> popular. Very popular. He, over and over but and over like, again. So he's eight. That's yeah. fairly advanced reading. I don't like. <laughs> so it's interesting because he didn't really start reading fluently in English until this previous summer, in between grade two and grade three. Okay. Because in French immersion, they're taught to read in French, French first, mm-hmm. first yeah. which was really interesting because it's. I mean, we speak a little bit at home, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, re- learning to read in a language that you're not really familiar with is can be challenging, oh, especially imagine, depending yeah, on your. Definitely personality and attitude towards it can sometimes be challenging but yeah he's a fairly strong reader in French and in English now as well that's amazing we also really (laughs) really limit um, electronic and tablet time much to his dismay (laughs) absolutely never thought it would be something that I would be so limiting but we just notice kind of the differences in his behavior especially so um, when we're like an attention thing do you think like it's harder for kids to keep attention and focus when they have their tablet because it's always like the next thing the bright thing the yeah. swiping from video to video yeah, and yeah I think it's hard I to th- go back to real life <laughs> yes I think that's definitely part of it I think there's there's lots of different research out there yeah. and it's I just noticed for him how his behavior can change after being on like a device like a screen and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the blue light if it's just the yeah, the fast-paced moving or whatever it is. How it affects little kid brains. Absolutely. We won't really know that for a no. while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's going to be a while before we really know. Yeah, so I don't, it's not coming from a place of like, oh, you shouldn't be, like, I don't judge other people if their kids are on the tablet yeah. a lot. Yeah. There's definitely times where they are, yeah. but just we limit it quite a bit. So for him, he'll choose books. Yeah. And so he... Not, not a bad choice. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> not coming. Yeah. <laughs> and so when 
and this last two weeks I've been sick with a cold and the flu and so my reading voice is not very strong and my daughter really wanted to read to and yeah. my husband wasn't feeling well either so I said I don't remember if I suggested it or if she suggested it because we've definitely listened to them off and on over the okay. last couple of years and so and there she is there right she is. into <laughs> it yeah so I mean as far as raising readers is just making sure you provide lots of opportunity for reading and lots yeah. of materials for reading yeah. and it doesn't have to cost anything no we like I said like, we do our her well pretty much all of our audiobooks are all through the Libby app yeah. through mm -hmm. the library and we come to the library bring them to the library like I said since he my son was one month old we yeah. were coming to baby times we went to the baby times at the Timberlands branch when Madeline yeah. was a baby <laughs> and Felix was three oh, we would go there yeah. we've gone to lots of programs over the years through the library lots of kids programs but you also keep up with yourself like you go to book clubs and, and that's the other piece of yeah. raising readers is showing them that the the place the role showing them the role that reading plays in my life as an adult like you don't have mm -hmm. to grow out of it it's not absolutely yeah. so they see me reading all the time and if I've got my phone and I'm reading on my phone I will usually tell them I'm reading a book on my phone and oh. I will show them like this, this is, is what reading. I'm doing I'm not just scrolling Instagram yeah. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I may be doing that as well in yeah. between but I'm very intentional of making sure that they know that if I'm sitting on my phone for a period of time and yeah. they're trying to get my attention if I'm not responding sometimes you're in it. happens yeah. when yeah. you're reading a book. It's not that you're ignoring them because <laughs> you're on like Facebook. You're exactly. So I will yeah. usually say, "Oh, sorry, I, I'm deep in it here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading a book, and I'll usually show them that I'm reading a yeah. book. Yeah, maybe talk about it. Anyways, um, but just so that they know that just because I'm on my phone doesn't mean I'm just ignoring yeah. them. Yeah, again. But that's Wait. good too because then they can uh, see what the device can be used for and not exactly. just like. YouTube. That, yeah, YouTube. <laughs> All those like weird like opening videos oh, that kids do. Like. You can read. You can read. You can listen to something. Yeah. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. So as far as bringing them to the library, we had attended a couple of the family book club meetings that were oh, at the Timberlands Library. Oh, that first started up in the fall. Yes. Yeah. It was just us. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, Miss Rochelle was yeah. hosting it. My kids both know her and love her a lot. So they were really excited to go because they know I've been going to book club for basically ever. Yeah. So the thought that they got to go and share the books that they were reading with other people, they were really excited. Yeah. So they were quite disappointed when nobody else showed up. Aww. But then at the same time, they got to have all of Miss Rochelle's <laughs> attention and talk about all the books. So it was that kind they were of a win-win. This isn't so bad. So either yeah. they were going to have an audience or they were going to have Miss Rochelle to herself. So exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. So it, it could have been worse. Yeah. It was very. <laughs> it was very exciting for them. It's really hard to find audiences for book clubs at the library. It takes a long time to get them going. So people, uh, it's the family <laughs> book club at Timberlands. It's the first Wednesday of every month. I think it starts at six thirty. It might be six. I'm not sure if it's still happening though. Oh, it is. Is it? Yep. Okay. See? <laughs> That's part of the problem. It is absolutely still happening. <laughs> I think it missed it in January because of like how everything fell mm, yeah. uh, with the holidays. But I'm pretty sure, like I think February 5th is the first Wednesday in February. So head down with your kids and uh, visit with Sarah and her kids. Yeah. <laughs> and Miss Rochelle. And Miss Rochelle. She yeah. is amazing. Oh, Miss Rochelle. So yeah, we, and we come to the library often. Um, we usually come downtown or to the Timberlands branch, but we've absolutely gone to the Daw branch as well. I like to spread my library love all <laughs> over. Um, and my biggest thing is always letting the kids pick the books that they want to pick. So I 
often will have some books in mind that I might want to check out for either of the kids or for both in general that I may have seen on Instagram or well, that's probably where I've seen it. Some podcasts. Some, <laughs> or some of the podcasts. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but yeah, just letting them pick out what they want to read and then reading it with them. Yeah. Um, even if it's the frozen stories. Yeah. yeah. That. Well, but like reading is reading. <laughs> people seem very concerned. Like, uh, so I'm in the teen area now. And people seem very concerned <clears throat> that like graphic novels, for example, aren't you know, quote, real reading. But, like, reading is reading. Absolutely. So if you're having a kid, a teen, engaging with books, I don't care. I completely agree. Like, my only struggle is some of those licensed books are not the most well-written books. So when you're the one reading them, it's not super (laughs) enjoyable. Plus, I feel like some of them are, like, too wordy. Does that make sense? Yeah. For like children's books? It's like, no, I just wanted a frozen story. Why is this half a page of dialogue? Like, that's unnecessary. Yeah. So for me, that's not always the most enjoyable for me as the parent to be reading, but at the same time, if I'm trying to foster a love of reading in my child, nobody tells me what I have to read as a 37-year-old As a grown-up? How old am I again? Right? But I'm not in a... English course where I have to read what I'm told. I get yeah. to read whatever I want. Yeah. So I it's pick the and same choose. for them. It's yeah. the same for them. And so if they're not able to read themselves, then and I need to read to them, then I have to suck it up. Suck it up <laughs> and read them what they enjoy. And then hopefully I can also slide something else in there. Yeah. But you know, my kids are coming in and asking me to read a book. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. You're like, okay, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's do that. So if they ever come to you with something, I don't know, that you wouldn't want them to read, like what, what's your thoughts on like age appropriate content? So I think just now is where I'm starting to get into that with yeah. my son being able to, he's read able to read independently. Read on his own. <laughs> yeah. Um, I used to think that I would read everything that my kids read. And like before they read it? Before they read it or as they were reading it or even right after they read it. Yeah. Because I yeah. love to read and I'm a fast reader. Yeah. So that seemed very doable. Yeah. Um, that is not the case. It's kind of like <laughs> thinking you're going to watch everything that your kids watch. I mean, maybe some people are able to do that. Yeah. But if my kids are watching something, it's usually because I'm doing something else. Yeah. Usually reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... So yeah, you like so my son's reading the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books, and some of the stuff that I've, you know, he'll bring up and mention about what he's read. Um, sometimes I kind of think like, oh, that doesn't seem, I don't know, if appropriate's the right, right word, but I'm like, I don't, okay, all right, I don't watch this a little bit, yeah. yeah. But um, at the same time, I try to also make it an environment where there we talk about the books that we're reading. And actually what happened one time at Family Book Club, Felix was talking about one of the graphic novels that he read. And he was telling Mr. Shell about it. And he started he started talking about one of the characters' parents was going through a divorce. And that's not something that he had brought up to me about this book. And so we oh, were started okay. talking about it in a book club. And it, he started talking about how it reminded him of someone he knew that was going through their parents were going through a divorce and just like the way that it helped him understand how that might make that child feel and it was like interesting mind-blowing yeah. for me because well I'm, and at eight years old so yeah. being able to put it together to like a real life <laughs> situation is yeah. pretty advanced he, he's been able to pick things out of books i'll never forget when he was five and i read him the lion the witch in the wardrobe and he 
it got to the part where Aslan was on the table and then disappears and then comes back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, that's like Jesus. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was a grown adult before I read that in an article somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, no, wait. Oh. And yeah. he had gone to a, a, pre- a Lutheran preschool when he was three and had learned a bit about that because that's not something we really talk about a lot at home. And it just blew my mind because I thought, whoa. <laughs> so I, I am, he's, he's quite clever and can pull things together. Wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. But so as far as, you know, monitoring what I think is appropriate, not appropriate for them to read, I think will be an ongoing thing as yeah. he brings, both of them bring books home and looking at that content. Yeah. I remember some <laughs> of the things I read when that's I was, what I was younger. Th- like, that's what I was thinking about too. Like I definitely read like, Stephen King and Sydney Sheldon at 10, 11 years old. I was definitely reading (laughs) Stephen King books at 10 years old, and I'll never forget my mom would not let me read Gerald's Game. That was was a hard no. That was the line. (laughs) Um, But don't you think it's kind of strange, too, when you're looking back or, like, rereading it? You miss a lot of the context. Absolutely. Like, you understand maybe the words. Like, you could say the words. Because they're they not don't, written for Yeah, like, they don't really olds, mean right? anything to you, right? Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, I read Needful Things. Like, that is a big <laughs> one at, like, 10 years old. I'm sure going back, I'd be like, first Ooh. of all, parents, like, get on it here. <laughs> and secondly, like, how much did I miss? Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember going to the library, and I would come home with, like, a bag full of books. And my, I can guarantee you my parents did not go through and see what the books were. Yeah. And my parents were both readers and, I mean, very involved in our lives. But yeah. I think it just... N- I don't know if things are different nowadays and some of us are maybe more helicopter parents or more <laughs> aware. I don't know. I don't know. More aware isn't the right word, but when my kids pick library books, I usually go through them. Like, I'm also yes. interested to, I'm interested to know, doing? what are you yeah. reading? Yeah. Some of those middle grade novels are very enjoyable. So yeah. I'm kind of like, am I going to like this? Maybe well, I want to read it. I do think in the last, say, like 10 years for sure, like middle grade and YA, mm-hmm understand that it's not just their demographic reading it yeah. like adults are reading those books so i think it hits on multiple levels yeah. like, so one yeah. of my favorite series from when i was that age was like the percy jackson by rick riordan i You're love those so and i can young. i can still i know i know <laughs> whatever <laughs> but like i can still read those now yeah oh and yeah love them i read them as so an good. adult yeah and they were good oh. yeah. so the first book that my son brought home from school that was an english novel was one of the Percy, not the Percy Jackson series though. It was Rick Riordan, but his other one of his other series, mm-hmm. like the Red, the Pyramid. Red Pyramid. It was yeah. the Red Pyramid. Yeah. It was like five hundred pages, and this came from my son, who before would have read Dogman, and that was like <laughs> Dogman's it. That's, that was it because the, the, text, the text yeah. to page ratio yeah. of anything more than just a graphic novel was way too much. He would just look at it and be intimidated and say, I can't do this. Yeah. I wouldn't try. And then one day he came home with that book that he borrowed from the classroom teacher's library. Aww. And so he started reading that. it. And so then I was reading it at the same time as him because I was really interested in it yeah, as well. Yeah. It petered out. He didn't end up finishing it because I think it, I mean, it was a very yeah. heavy book. <laughs> yeah. And that's when but he like, finally... like, good for him for, like, trying. trying. Absolutely. He's... Yeah. He, the cover of that it, book was so engaging for yeah. him he was in it and I think it'll be something that he eventually does come, come to because to. it's got the type of action and adventure that I think he really enjoys yeah. um, but then once he finally was willing to go beyond just a graphic novel not yeah. I don't mean just a graphic novel but 
because he still reads lots of graphic novels. It was just the he intimidation, was, the intimidation of, of reading that much text. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So when he finally recognized that he could do it and enjoy it, yeah. and he's found the Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and so he's, I mean, he's read I think Off all the of the races. books yeah. multiple times, but he loves them. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. And then Goosebumps is his new one, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I loved Goosebumps. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Oh, I can so picture my, my bookcase as yep. a child. Your, yeah, Wall of Goosebumps. Yep. And, like, finding at Scholastic Book Fair mm. the next number or a number that you didn't have. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Goosebumps, yes. 100, I'm in it. <laughs> I know. Part so of me was like, maybe I should read those again. Yeah. I don't need to add more to my personal reading list. <laughs> maybe, like, fast reads for you now, though. Yeah. Are you concerned about keeping Felix interested in reading? Because so often in like teenage years, it seems that somehow reading becomes like gender, gender thing, and it's not cool for boys to read, or maybe they don't feel like the material is there for them. Right. Because a lot of YA novels do have a female protagonist, or it's dominated by women writers. A lot of so romance. It, well, and I love that. Yeah. But are you yeah. concerned that he won't find the materials to keep him engaged? I think because we've always had a relationship with books that, and we've talked about the fact that lots of people don't like reading because they haven't found the right books okay. and they're not kind of allowed to pick what they want. So we've talked about that even now. And we've come to the library and I've always encouraged him when he's interested in something, especially when it's been something nonfiction, I think, because that's not necessarily my wheelhouse <laughs> um, to go and approach the librarians and yeah. ask for help so and he's a very outgoing person so for him to go and ask somebody and then they he's going to do it bit. oh absolutely yeah. so, and he, like, he knows half the librarians that work here yeah. too yeah. so he will come and ask I'm looking for a book about airplanes I'm looking for a book about bridges yeah. so I'm hoping that that will also serve him as he gets older when he's looking for something to read and he doesn't know what, what to yeah. ask yeah. ask someone so like and young readers advisory good for him yeah. and like getting in sort of the mode of that's yeah. okay Absolutely. you don't have to know the answer exactly yeah. yeah so and i you know there's always that thought in the back of my head is as he starts to be allowed more access to technology yeah. that he's just going to choose that and maybe he will but i also have to recognize that those are his choices yeah so if he chooses to do that with his time that's his choice yeah so I just hope to. But hopefully he'll come back. I hope mm -hmm. so. I just I hope yeah. to always have an environment where, like, there's always a place for reading in your life. I mean, I remember when I was in grad school, and reading so much for your, just school. All your things, yeah. And my eyes being tired at the end of the day, and just like, how am I gonna read a book just for my pure pleasure. enjoyment and pleasure? Yeah. And that is such a huge part of my own self care. And that's when I turn to audiobooks. Okay. And I started listening to things that I had already listened to before, like the Harry Potter books, the Chronicles of Narnia. Things well, you could that be were like half amazing. engaged, half not. Exactly. Yeah. So I would often listen to them before bed and fall asleep listening to them. Yeah. So it wouldn't really matter. I could rewind it or not. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up. I was familiar yeah. with the story, but it still filled that need. And then at that time, I was also often driving back to Winnipeg, like two or three oh, okay. hours so at a time. Commuting, you yeah. have the time then to audiobook. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, good. So, do you have any concern about them being strong readers, like being ahead of their peers, or you know, getting bored with what they're given in mm. school with reading? I don't know enough about children's reading to be honest to know if I, I don't. I don't actually think that Felix is that. Not that he's not a strong reader, but I don't know that he's necessarily way far ahead of his peers. I think he's pretty on par. You don't think so? I think he's. <laughs> I th I think he's ahead. 
Just judging from kids I know in the world, I think he's ahead. Possibly. I just look at what else is in the cl- like the books that are in the classroom when I yeah. go in and see like what's on the different kids' desks, and it seems... I guess, like, that's third grade. Well, he's also in a split class, in a 3-4 mm. class. Oh, which I so think encourages the and threes to sort of better. Achieve, yeah, achieve yeah. a little bit higher. Yeah. Well, and his, he was just telling us that his teacher has them now, when they come in from morning recess, they read for a little bit. I don't know what the time length is, but they read for a little bit in French, and then after lunchtime recess, they read for a little bit in English. And she also reads to them, I think, on... A very regular basis. Yeah, it might be every day. I'm not quite sure, but I know yeah. she had read Number of the Stars with them oh, earlier this Lois, year. Is that Lois Lowry? Yes. Yeah. And he never ended up bringing home the study guide. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, this is heavy material. So, uh, did you end up reading that? Lois? Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> yeah, to know. like it is. I mean, I've read so many. I've read so much stuff set during that time period during yeah. the Holocaust. Yeah. And as I remember being that age and being very. I think intrigued would be the right term yeah. to use. And for my whole life, I will always go be drawn towards books set in that time period. And I, like, never wanted to read right. stuff until, like, seriously recently, like, mm-hmm. in my 30s. Like, you had to read stuff for school, and so I read those things. But if I didn't have to, there was zero percent chance that I was touching anything near that. Yeah. yeah, so when he brought that home and started, you know, talking about some of the content... I just, I wanted to know, yeah. and so I read the book. I got it from the library on Libby, <laughs> and I think it took me, like, maybe three nights to read it, because I was also reading my own books, yeah. um, and was really impressed that his teacher had selected that book to read to them, actually, because yeah. I think it, she had said it was one of her favorite books when she was around that age, and absolutely an appropriate but it's nice that introduction. It, it's nice that it held up, mm-hmm. also. Some books don't mm. hold up <laughs> over the years. No, like yeah. you, you think of a book that you loved it, that was, let's say, a middle grade novel at eight to twelve years old, and you revisit it as an adult. This sucks. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> but it's also it's changing convention of like what is appropriate. Like yeah. I, when you say appropriate, but uh, so like Wayside School, I was reading. Oh it. yes, like, I read that with the kids recently. Yeah, there I was reading things it. That I skipped over last year when I was uh, working at Timberlands. I was reading it to um, my grade ones through grade three classes. We would read a chapter a day, so each chapter was a student, and it would be whatever thing that they were doing. I started reading the chapter ahead of time because I ran into a couple things where I was like, I don't think I should talk about this. But they had one <laughs> chapter I can't remember which, but they had robbers in the school, and the robbers <laughs> oh. had guns, and it was played as a joke. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when I came to that, I was like, oh. Not this, anymore. Yeah. No, not good. So then I started reading the chapters ahead of time. And then I realized how many chapters had things or had language, like calling each other stupid or like whatever, that I probably shouldn't promote. As, <laughs> like, I mean, kids can read it. That's fine. But I don't yeah. know that I should be reading it to a class. And I felt like that when I was, I was actually <laughs> reading that book to my kids last year as a bedtime story. And I'd sit in between their rooms and I would read a chapter or two a night. And I mean, I'm not naive to think that my kids don't, aren't exposed to that language yeah. or don't even use it themselves. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh and no! I absolutely know the children. Absolutely. Are. and yeah. it's not—it's not—that's not even the issue. But there's just something that feels off, and that just doesn't feel right about when you're reading it out loud to them. Yeah. It just feels. Well, odd. and you're sort of reading it in a dramatized way because you want to get the children involved. Yeah. But then it also sort of has a seal of approval because an oh, adult mom's saying it. Yeah, <laughs> an adult say is it. saying it, and it seems 
funny. Like it's supposed yeah. to be for laughs. Yeah. yeah. But like, and then yeah, and then you start to like think about, am I normalizing this? Yeah. Now? And I don't exactly. want to normalize this because yeah. I don't actually want you to speak that way. No. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I stopped reading that one. <laughs> yeah. Because it just got to it. It got to the point where I was skipping too many chapters. Yeah. And it was just, like, why did we finish so early? Yeah. Basically, so I don't know. It just it got a little bit, a little bit ahead of us. Eesh. So yeah, it was not good. Sarah comes to Any Book Book Club, which I host at Timberlands. Um, it's the second Thursday of every month at 6.30 p.m. Everyone's welcome. There's no homework. If you love reading, just come on down. And Sarah's been coming at least three years, maybe before. When Four years? Oh, I can't even remember. I used to go to the book club that was at the Doll Library. I really cover loved to cover. Yes, and yeah. I loved that one too. And that one was where they would pick like a genre per month. And so you didn't all read the same book, but you all read within the same genre. And I mm-hmm. loved it. Um, and then I ended up coming over here. I think it just was a better fit time-wise. The day, um, yeah. For me. And so what I think that there was... Mm, how long has the book club been in? Well, the book club predated me. Yes. So Candace started that. I, th- I think it was Anna, actually. My oh, former, Yeah, I think it was my former counterpart at Timberlands. So it existed two years before me. And then this is my fourth year. So it's probably six years now, the book club. Okay, so yeah, probably about yeah. four years. Yeah. So Sarah was the first person in book club to ever bring up the idea of breaking up with books, like mid-read. Just saying, this is not for me. This is not, you know, the time. Why am I feeling guilty about finishing this book? Because we all, I think as readers, all the time. you're like, oh, I picked this book up. I or have I to finish it. Or whatever. And now we're married. We're in yep. this until <laughs> the end. And you were one of the first people that was like, you know what? It's not for me. Maybe not for me right now. Maybe not for me ever. Yep. But we're done. Yeah. How did you get to that point? That is a good question because I was definitely that same person that, well, I started this book, I'm, I'm going to finish it. And yeah. I read a lot of books and I'm a fairly quick reader. So previously I would just think, well, it's only going to take me an hour more, two hours more. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not going to take me that much longer. And yeah. maybe there's, maybe there'll be something that redeems it at the end. <laughs> like That's what you always think. Yeah. Like, oh man, it's just, it's not getting it. Yeah. And so it was probably probably back when I was still in Toronto with my book club out there, which was the Oprah type book club. And so oh. we read books that were similar to the books that would have been on the Oprah book list. Nice. Um, Very of that time too. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so with that book, you know, we had a book that we, everybody read. And so I always finished that book because we were it's going your to discuss it. Yeah. It's kind of like homework. <laughs> but then in my own reading life, no, that's not when it started. <laughs> it started after I had kids. Yeah. That's when it started. Because your reading time was more limited. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I also just got to the point where I was reading a bunch of books that I didn't love. And I was pushing through it. And I was finishing them, but I wasn't loving them. I think it just kind of... Which makes reading a chore. Like yeah. you're doing yeah. it for your self-care, you're doing it for your pleasure, your enjoyment. And then suddenly you're like, oh, I guess I should go back to that. <laughs> yeah. Like, And so if I am not taking my spare moments if, so if in my spare moments I don't find myself picking up the book that I'm reading yeah. that usually tells me I'm not really into it yeah. and life is too short to spend time doing things that we don't love especially when it's your choice it's your <laughs> yeah. choice absolutely yeah. <laughs> it's so silly to think about but so many people are like that yeah they're like they're and I think that's probably why a lot of people don't love reading true yeah, because you think that it's like school where you pick up your book, you have to read it 
whatever. So yeah. then you try a book that maybe everyone's talking about. And you're like, not this really for me. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Why am I absolutely? But then you feel like it's homework, and then you have to read it, yeah, and then you, you never read again. Yeah, yeah, basically. Or yeah, and then you've got these notions about what you should be reading, yeah. what yeah. that means, and it's just it's silly, really. Yeah. If if you're not loving what you're reading, you need to pick a different book, and I think that's what kind of going back to the raising readers is that you need to teach your kids from a very young age is if you're not enjoying if this. you're not enjoying it you can pick something else yeah. I mean it's different when you've got a book that's assigned from school and yeah. so that's different you yeah. need to finish that and there is usually a reason and whether you like it or not you don't have to like it <laughs> yeah that's just it you don't have to oh, like yeah, it that's so true yeah um but when you're picking books for yourself you pick what you love and if you don't love it find something else yeah. put it down stop because there are so many books so many books for and, anyone and we all have very different tastes and that's yeah. okay yeah. and there should never be any shame in what you're reading and again that yeah. starts very young graphic novel novels are so popular now yeah so if that's what a child chooses to pick up and read or a teen or an adult yeah who cares what business yeah. is it of mine what anybody else yeah, is that's reading it's kind of don't like the idea of people talking about certain books as being guilty, guilty pleasures, pleasures. Mm -hmm. like why it it seems like you're doing something shameful then yeah but, and I think maybe I take this a little bit to heart <laughs> because I am a super romance reader. So everyone always talks about those as being, you know, guilty pleasures or I wouldn't want to be, you know, reading this on the bus or like this cover isn't big. I don't care. Like Sarah knows <laughs> I bring the most ridiculous <laughs> 1970s, 1980s romances to any book book club. And I will read their backs. They're bad. They're not PC. <laughs> They're very a particular way like they're called bodice rippers for a reason yeah. but who cares <laughs> who cares like i like it i'm not ashamed and i just i hate the idea of guilty pleasures because it, it it's like graphic novels then being a less version of reading yeah. yeah like you're not reading high literature so why are you reading at all absolutely and that's silly it's silly and i think i've avoided classics for a really long time you can come to my classics book club. <laughs> See, I'm on the fence about that because I don't love them. I find it yeah. a struggle to get into. And what am I... Why? Why? Like, yeah. for what purpose? Like, am I going to gain something from it? Maybe. Yeah. But also, I'm going to gain a lot from sitting down and just... Reading for pleasure. Losing myself yeah. in a book. Also, because I feel like that. a lot of the classics, everyone's like, oh, you haven't read that? You have to. Yeah. And it's like, well... It's from a different time. It doesn't really, it's not relevant anymore. And like, Something, I understand yeah, for there sure. is a place and a time, like especially oh, yeah. in school. But yeah, if it's not what you want to read, then Agreed. why bother? I started, well, we haven't started yet. It'll be on the 21st of January is the first one. And we're reading In Cold Blood. And to be honest, it's a, it's a way for me to step outside my comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. So like in some ways it's very selfish <laughs> like the reason because I but could, why not yeah I could read those things on my own but why but I won't have the motivation exactly because I don't have yeah. to so I and I do read a lot like I read hundreds of books a year so like I probably could supplement <laughs> some one or two yeah <laughs> some classics in there like books that I have been interested in but for whatever yeah. reason didn't come to so I'm hoping that other people are like I also want to do that so it's kind of like I don't know I guess a bit New Year's resolution-y for me yeah to we'll do, do it that. you should yeah. you should start a book club of what you want to read yeah why, like why not yeah <laughs> so we'll see why would you goes. do a book club of things that you don't want to do that would be silly and defeat the purpose so yeah. I think that's great and maybe eventually I'll be like actually I don't want to read classics at all <laughs> book club you over <laughs> Yeah, no, there's definitely, there's actually a, a couple of classics that are on my 
to read list this year as part of some reading challenges that I will talk about maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, but there are things that I do want to read, and if I start reading it and I don't enjoy it, then I will stop because I probably have a to read list on Goodreads that is like four hundred books. Yeah. There's always lots of stuff that I There's always the want next to thing read that you could go <laughs> yeah. to. So do you find yeah. if you ever like break up with a book, leave it for a while, does it ever come back? Yeah. And you pick so it up there's and definitely there's definitely some books that I I'm just I'm not into at the time mm-hmm. because maybe there's something going on in my life that I'm a lot busier, so I'm not having as much time to read, and that hasn't been as engaging as I hoped it would be. Or sometimes some books come up on hold lists from the library that are really highly anticipated reads that have a big wait list. So if I don't stop what I'm currently reading and prioritize that, then that'll get, you know, that highly anticipated book will get pushed back even further. Um, And then there's some books that you start reading and I just, I know they're not for me. My book club um, knows very much what a Sarah book is. Yeah. (laughs) A Sarah book is uh, usually fairly lighthearted, although there could be some really tough stuff also. It is often set in England or the UK. Small Um, town almost for sure. Absolutely small (laughs) town or like somebody's gone from the big city to the small town. Second chances. Yeah. Uh, There's often... Sisters. (laughs) Sisters. Sisters. Bookstores. Tea libraries. shops, libraries yeah. are involved, and it, yeah, usually about a second chance, either a second chance at love or finding your own happiness, second chance career. Yeah. I'm not really sure what that says. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy that's in my own personal life. But it means you want other people to be happy. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. what it is, and just also the fact that just because things are good now, you know, things things can happen, things can change. Yeah, but that doesn't not, mean you never know. Yeah, you never yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that you can't be happy again, I think is probably a part of it. Plus, like, the idea of a second chance is taking a chance, maybe on even small things in your own life. Like, if you read about someone taking the big chance and moving from, like, the big city to the small town and opening their dream tea shop and, like, whatever, whatever, (laughs) and taking that big chance and being successful, you can take, like, a smaller chance in your own life because it's sort of inspirational in that way. Absolutely. Although most of these people who are taking, getting their second chance have to work really, really, really (laughs) hard. I don't know what work that is. (laughs) But no, it's... um, uh, yeah, I, I know what I like to read, and I know when I read something and I don't like to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Girl with a Dragon Tattoo books that I were so popular. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think that really filled a need for so many people. Yeah. And I was not one of those people. No. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. And if you loved Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, awesome. I'm happy that you found a book that you loved and that you want to talk about. Sometimes I feel like it's hype, though, too. Oh, like if books are sure, you know, flying off. You probably yeah. see this. Like if you see tons of people on hold for something, you're gonna see it come through the desk like a, a lot of times. So you've, you're not familiar with it before. Suddenly you start noticing it, and yeah. you look into it, and then someone will be like, "Oh, this was so good. Can't wait for the next." Like, blah, sure, blah. I'll put myself on hold. Exactly. In line, Can't and then you get it. it, and either you forget why you put it on hold <laughs> in the first place. I do that. Or a lot. yeah, or you put it. You start reading. And you're like, oh. Like, it's just not for me. And that's what's nice about belonging to a book club and knowing other people who love books and who know me and how I love books because often something like that will come up in book club and so there's a lot of hype. And people in book club might say, I might say like, oh, like, that sounds really interesting. And somebody might say to me, I don't think that's a Sarah book. (laughs) And because I've built a relationship with these people, I can trust them to know, okay, not not something I'm going to enjoy. And I mean, I do have a wider 
case than just <laughs> right. my little what a Sarah book is. But, but having everyone has like no goes or like yeah. you know your triggers or whatever. Yeah. So if something comes up in a book that's not in that dust jacket, someone in book club that knows you would be like, you know, Sarah, there's gonna be a part that you just it's not it's for not you. for you. And yeah. then I don't have to waste my time yeah. getting into a book that I know is not for me yeah. and that I'm not gonna enjoy. It's actually fabulous. Pre breaking yeah. up. Exactly. <laughs> not even going. Listen, yeah. <laughs> when you read a lot, some having other people helped you to narrow down yeah. what you like to read is a good thing. I find it like yes, I agree with you. Except for I find it really hard to not find books myself. Like if someone recommends a book to me, mm. I find it really hard to take the recommendation. Fair. Isn't that bad? Even if you, like, trust them? Yes. They could be like, this is the, you know, best 1976 romance that you will ever read. And I'd be like, but I didn't find it on my own. But would you then go and, like, look at a review on it or look it up to consider it? Like, I probably would consider it, but I also, I just, I like the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. Like, I like to find books. And so whether that's finding them on Twitter or Instagram or, like, Goodreads recommends or mm-hmm. like when you're deep diving it's just like oh I know it just gets oh I know I just I want to find it yourself or yeah or like in a used bookstore like looking through all the old romances be like Ooh, oh my goodness Ooh. like I don't know it just seems I don't know I just I really struggle with reading recommended books mm-hmm. I do it but I just I really <laughs> struggle like and in the end sometimes it's great it's like yes I'm so happy that this was recommended to me I loved this book whatever but I just feel like I wanted to find it myself. Do you want to take credit for <laughs> yeah. being like, I found this book and read it and it was great. It's really bad. Like, it's really, really bad. Well, you do you. Yeah. And like, my mom and I are both in Romance Book Club, which I also host here at the library. Apparently my job is book clubs only. Um, if she reads the book first, like, sometimes I feel some type of way about that too. Oh my God. <laughs> like, sometimes she'll be like, um, okay, well, I want to start that book. Can you, you know, bring it to me or whatever? And if it's a couple of days, I'll read it first. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm reading it the day before, and I'm also Poor a really Monica. fast reader. I know. <laughs> I know, it's bad, but like... Claire's mom also comes to our Any Book Book Club, and yeah. I absolutely adore her. Hi, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> she is very cute, and I do love her a lot. And I don't know what it is, but if we're reading that romance book, I want to read it first. I don't know why. It's so competitive. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. We don't talk about it at all. Like it literally, yeah. No, it literally doesn't matter at all. But I can't help myself. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense at all. So in 2020, well, as in any year, really. Um, I don't know if Sage does reading challenges, generally speaking. I have not, but I will try. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I don't usually do any different reading challenges except for setting my Goodreads reading goal and then adding to the list. But this year, the library, um, so we have, I guess you could call them challenges. We have a thousand books before kindergarten for children um, who are, you know, entering kindergarten or, like, basically birth to five years old. And then we also launched 100 Books Before Graduation, which encourages um, teens grade 8 plus, like so summer of grade 8 plus, to read 100 books before they graduate or college students to do the same. Um, And they get little prizes on the way um, in either one. So then uh, we decided to do an adult challenge. So our 2020 adult reading challenge for anyone who wants to participate is to read 52 books in 2020. So whether that works out to a book a week or maybe you have a really good week and you read four and then you don't read for a month, <laughs> that's up to you. It's your choice. We have tracking sheets at all three of our branches and online as well. 
and we'll have reader meetups to you know keep motivated and feel free to come to book clubs but Sarah has participated in reading challenges reading goals for many years as well and how do you set them like what do you decide so I've been using the Goodreads app website for years and I don't know how long ago they started doing it where you could set a goal of how many books you were going to read in a year. It was. I have one dating back to 2013. Yeah. But wow. that's sort of when I started using Goodreads in like a I super think, way. I think that's the same for me. Yeah. And so feels it had been two at the time. And so when I look back at that, back then I was reading like 15, 20 books. A year. A year. And then a few years <laughs> Claire just gave me big eyes. Yeah, um, I'm surprised. Then, yeah. Well, I had little kids. It yeah. was a lot. We don't have any family here, so it was just not yeah. a lot of free time. Yeah. Time to myself. Anyways, um, but I think that was also around the time where I fully, fully realized how big a part reading is in my self care. So yeah. we often think about self care. You know, we see things like oh, going for a manicure, yeah, like this out or whatever. Like, yeah. But self care, truly, it comes down to like taking care of yourself, like eating properly, getting enough sleep. Yeah treating your body right and for having me, the quiet times yeah times. um reading is just so important to me it just to feel it, balanced to feel balanced to fill me up and to just feel good so i have re- really in the last i'd say probably like four years really been even more intentional about prioritizing reading in my life we make time for things that are important to us yes I agree. so um a couple of years ago we ended up getting rid of all of our cable packages and I thought my husband was insane when he suggested <laughs> it. It took me like over a year to actually consider it. But then when I realized in my mind that if I hated it we could just get them back. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gone forever. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't have to be forever. I was like, okay fine, let's try it. And we get we have Netflix and yep. that's it. And I find I really don't watch very much. If I have actual free time to myself, I choose reading. Yeah. Um, so in the last couple of years, I've read um, about 100 books, maybe 100, 105. And that seems crazy. But I always have three books on the go. Yeah. So I have a paper book, an ebook, and an audio book. So on Goodreads, you can put your goal of how many number of books to read. I put it at 100 because that's about what I'm going to read. Yeah. I'm not going to stress out about it, and well, maybe a little bit in December. <laughs> but you but wouldn't say like 275 because you know. Well, no, but yeah, that's that's probably what then I'm going to you're going to be stressed out. I could put it at yeah. I, one of my really good friends put it at zero because she didn't want to be focusing on the number of books, and yeah. I totally appreciate that. But I just know I'm still going to know how many books I read, so it's just yeah. a number. Okay. But what but I also get competitive myself. Well, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> I want to get to that number. Yeah. Um, but a couple of people I follow mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, have put out challenges the last couple of years around reading. So one of them is Everyday Reading, and I think her blog is probably the same name, everydayreading.com. I just access it through Instagram. (laughs) And so her, along with this other company called Hadley Designs, came up with this little 2020 reading log, and it's a picture of a bookshelf of books, and you can color in the book every time you finish reading one. Okay. And so she's got two versions, one that's just the books, and then one that has... I think there's 12 different challenges as well within it within oh, it so okay. like a book made into a movie a non-fiction title reread a favorite book a book oh, you've been okay. meaning to read that's cool so i will be doing that this year <laughs> i've already read the a new to you book by favorite author which was the new aaron morgenstern book oh yes called is that the one you gave five stars though oh absolutely yeah you were super into it it was she wrote the night circus 
Oh, it's Starless Sea. The Starless Sea. I can't believe I didn't remember that. That was unreal. So I've already marked that up. (laughs) And then another person I follow on Instagram is the What Should I Read Next? She also has a podcast called What Should I Read Next? And her website is like the modern Mrs. Darcy. Her Mm -hmm. name is Anne Bogle. And she came up with a 2020 reading challenge. And she had a few different printables, one of which was kind of like a bookmark. So I made it mine into like a foldable yeah. if you If you at home could see this beautiful <laughs> so foldable cute. bookmark <laughs> that Sarah has. It looks like a little book, sort of a little pamphlet book in and of itself. But it's bookmark size, so not cumbersome. You could use it as a bookmark, and it's not going to be an issue. <laughs> do people really use bookmarks? I have like a whole bag of bookmarks. What do you time, use instead? Oh goodness, sometimes a bookmark, sometimes a piece of Kleenex. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine receipt. with anything as long as you're not dog-earing pages. I was just no. going to say, as long as they're not being bent. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you don't have to use like a proper like, I bought this bookmark from the store yeah. bookmark. Um, but so it's got this really cute little like coloring page I haven't colored yet because I can't commit to what color scheme I want to use. Um, and Very then, important choices you're going to have at the year. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then on the inside, it's like a little just reading tracker. So there's a box there. It's by month. And so there's a little box you can just colored in when you've read. So it's more about reading every day than a well, that's a what, number of that's books. Well, that's what I'm doing for this. Okay. That's, what, that's how I'm using it. And then the back side that I printed off also has 12 like kind of challenges as well some of them overlap with the other everyday reading challenge that I'm going to do but one that I'm excited about is a classic you didn't read in school so I'm planning to read Little Women oh I hate Little Women So it's a controversial opinion (laughs) but I hate it according to Goodreads I read it at some point it doesn't have a date and I gave it three stars which for me means I liked it yeah, a three stars. Three I like fine. It. Four is good. Five is great. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> five is. I want everyone to know. About yeah. That. So I'm excited about that. And then one of the other challenges on this one is three books by the same author. Ooh. Oh, and interesting. And so my plan for that is Ellen Hildebrand is one of my favorite <laughs> authors. <laughs> is she, does she have three books that you've not read? Or are you going to okay? Gonna so this. So I had purchased her second book in the Winter in Paradise. I think it's like What Happens in Paradise. Okay. I'd purchased that at the end of last year, but I saved it to read at the beginning of this year <laughs> because it's like it's set during the winter, but she goes to an island. Yeah. Ooh, so, paradise, which is not minus 40. Like which today. is not minus 40. Yeah. So I just read that last week. So she's one of your three. Or that's one of That's your one three. of the three. Yeah. She has a book coming out this summer called 28 Summers. Oh, that and, even sounds like a Sarah type. Oh, I know, it is. <laughs> and then the th- she's got another book coming out in the fall that is the third in her Paradise series. Oh my god, That's crazy. Like, that's a lot for an author to have. In- yeah, and she just keeps getting better. Sometimes they it, that doesn't happen, but oh, I yeah. find she just keeps getting better. <laughs> I like that that's planned already for the year. It's January. You're like, I don't I even know. know what I'm doing like, I know next who's week. Gonna, yeah, I know this in December. <laughs> I take my you knew that last seriously. year. <laughs> exactly. A one that I do need a book published the decade you were born. Oh, I was born 80s. in '82. There's lots of books in the I, '80s. Exactly, that's the <laughs> problem. There's too many to choose from. Maybe there's a like Goosebumps from the '80s. Did you start writing them in the no, '90s? No, I think it was like '92. Mm, darn. I could I could have just thrown that number out there. I'm gonna check. Are you after. born in the '90s? '99. '99. You can read the Goosebumps. <laughs> Sarah and I just had a visceral reaction <laughs> to Sage being born in 1999. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's adorable. I remember 1999. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, there was a lot of like Y2K panic. I was in grade 12 in 1999. I was 14. <laughs> well, we would like to thank Sarah for mm-hmm. joining us today. You've been an awesome, awesome guest. 
Uh, as you all know, we always end our, well, as you all should know, if not, go back and listen. Uh, we end our podcast with what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're listening to. These are not necessarily general recommendations because maybe they're not we good. Have just we're just them. engaging with them. Um, but Sage, start us off. What are you reading? Um, you I to? am reading, by your recommendation, The Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. My recommendation? I yes, love it. I know. <laughs> I actually will take people's recommendations. So. Um, I'm, I'm only like a quarter in, but it's pretty good so far. It's, it's, it's a spy novel. It is. It really is. It's so um, weird. What am I listening to? I'm listening to, oh, Harry Styles' new album came out in December, so I've been listening oh, I've to that quite a things. bit. I've heard good things. It's good. It. It's like the best breakup, alb- breakup album, but like I'm not going through a breakup, so it's, it's kind of <laughs> So you're enjoying it. But if I way. was, it would be perfect. <laughs> um, and then I'm watching The Witcher on Netflix. Oh. Yeah. Enjoying it? It's so good. I, w- I wasn't too sure. Like, my boyfriend has played the games, knows all about it, and he's pleasantly surprised at how like accurate everything is and That's all that good stuff. News. And the main character, he's good looking, you know, the hair, I don't know. Hair <laughs> every candle. I'm yeah. all there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. It's pretty good. <laughs> so I would recommend that so far. And Sarah, reading, watching, listening to. Okay, so my reading my reads are my paper book is The House at the End of Hope Street that I received from one of the gals from our book club. From any book? Yep. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. That's all I want to say about it, though. <laughs> um, I'm l- the ebook I'm reading right now is The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes, and I will read everything oh. that Jojo Moyes writes. Um, she is typically known probably for more of like a contemporary, almost chiclet, maybe even Yeah, she's fiction. the me before you author, yes. for anyone listening. Uh, but this is a historical novel. It's very different, but it's so good. And then I'm listening to the audio book All We Ever Wanted by Emily Giffen. Okay. okay. Interesting. And then what I'm watching, I don't, as I kind of mentioned, <laughs> I don't really watch a lot of TV, Netflix, yeah. whatever. You're not deep in anything? No, I was sick over the last two weeks, so while I was home and the kids were at school, I was watching the Harry Potter movies that are available Ooh. on Netflix, because yeah. it's like number five, six, seven. And I wouldn't. I don't. Get, I don't get why. <laughs> Probably licensing, but yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, but um, just put them all on. There. Just oh, I just love it. I just love it. Uh, and then listen to the music to... of the Harry Potter oh, movies, like right? the score. Every time I hear it, it's just it's comfort. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then listening to, I've been listening to probably a lot of Lizzo. We have Google Play Music <laughs> at home, so I've been listening to a lot of Lizzo. And also, my kids are super obsessed with Frozen stories, so you can ask your Google Home to play Frozen stories. Really? Okay, so it's pretty cool. Um, you can say, okay, Google, play Frozen stories. And this little story will come up and it's like Anna, Elsa, Olaf, Kristoff, like and Sven, and they're talking around a campfire. And then oh. you can pick who you want to tell you a story. And they're like oh. three to four minute stories. That's so cute. Yeah, my kids both love it. They listen to it all the time. We have Google Homes all over the place. Yeah. And... They listen to it in the shower, in their rooms, before That's bed. Cute. I love it. While they're coloring, they're playing. <laughs> it's adorable. So I listen to that a lot. I can yeah. probably <laughs> tell them to you. And then listening to the podcast, What Should I Read Next? That is my absolute favorite podcast. Sure. Behind this one, I'm sure. <laughs> well. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm still waiting for this episode to come out. So <laughs> it's not going to be instantaneous, but it will be this week. 
so that's good. So I am reading Aurora Blazing, which is the second book in a trilogy by a new author. It's The Consortium Rebellion by Jesse Mihalik, I think her name is. It's like a space opera. It's it it reads like Serenity or Firefly, something like that. So I really really like it. Um, I'm listening to two separate audiobooks right now. I know who am I even? I'm listening to Mythos by Stephen Fry, and he reads it to me, which is my favorite. I love when the author reads it to me. It just feels special. And then I'm also listening to Howl's Moving Castle because I love that Studio Ghibli film. So I was like, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the audiobook. So that's my daytime audiobook, and Mythos is my nighttime audiobook and then I got deep into over the Christmas break Succession on HBO Succession is a crazy show I've heard it but what is it about it's so good it's about this like super rich family in New York you might call them Trump-esque perhaps and they own like a media conglomerate and the dad is turning 80 at the beginning of the show and so all of his kids think that they are the one that's basically going to be the new yeah, yeah the new one in the line of succession and it turns out that the dad who is played by Brian Cox who is always a bad guy or like semi bad uh, he's he's not a great dad either <laughs> and so he just sort of all plays them off against each other it's such a good show and season two I watched two seasons <laughs> season two ends with such a cliffhanger and I cannot even wait for season three which I think is many many months two years <laughs> yeah I, I blew through them way too fast so anyways I would recommend succession yeah for you know everyone the library probably has the DVDs we usually do if not yeah. look into, if there's two seasons already yeah, yeah. look into getting that uh, getting HBO <laughs> yeah or alternatively making up an email and getting, getting your free, free trial yeah <laughs> That's what Whichever. I for Disney Plus, and then I just forgot to cancel it. Now I just have it. So. <laughs> I like Disney Plus, though. I do, too. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Although they didn't have um, Mickey's Christmas Carol, which I thought was a full crime. Like, I had to get my DVD out. <laughs> the point. I was like, yeah, why am I paying for this? I had to get my DVD <laughs> <laughs> It's very dangerous. Nothing was stopping you from watching it. So. No. It was just sad, because I was already in bed. <laughs> <laughs> dangerous times. Well, once again, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, Bye guys. guys. There we go.